figured out why the partners don't like you. Excuse me? The partners don't like me? Oh, I'm sorry. Respect you. <laughs> Excuse me? Forgive my bluntness, but it's all about the wardrobe. The stiletto heels, the cleavage, the see-through tops. Counselor, this is not a David E. Kelly show. The message that you send is more interested in fashion than law. With all due respect, I think that my work speaks for itself. <laughs> well, your wardrobe is speaking louder and it's screaming restaurant hostess, so please just button up. Welcome to Oh Hell Yes, a girlfriend's podcast. We are back and uh, happy as ever to talk about this episode, Sex, Lies, and Books. Uh, I'm Nettie Smith. And I am Etsy Rowe. And uh, Etsy, I'm super excited because guess what happened? What? I actually started watching Little Fires Everywhere. Okay. I like that better than Harlem. So far, I only want... Uh, of course. I did one episode. I'm already yelling at the screen, so I'm like, okay. And Reese, Reese looks a little older in this she, than I, she did I, on the morning I don't think show. That she required the filter for this one. You really say there's a filter? Are you really serious? Because that's gonna break my heart. That people listen, are lying to us. The entertainment industry is a big circus. I think that because this is the small screen, and also because maybe because she, she's playing her mom a little older, well, she small didn't require. On Apple. Apple was a small screen, too. Oh, I'm thinking it's a movie. Well, she's playing a mom. I mean, mom. it's that good that it's kind of like a movie, but go ahead. I know, right? <laughs> she's playing a mom and a little older. She Maybe she didn't require the filter because those two stories probably weren't even shot that far apart. They weren't. And you, I don't know if you realize it on the morning show. There's a few episodes where Reese is obviously wearing a wig. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I think it might have been to cover her blonde hair for this. Like, she might have been that. shooting at the same time. Because her hair was a different color at that time in the morning show. It was like a, a reddish kind of... Orangey. Yeah, it was like an auburn kind of thing. So thing. Uh-huh. I think they covered the blonde by just giving her a wig. The blonde for Little Fires. Um, yeah. And she looks completely like 10 years older, at least, in Little Fires. It's Minimum. Creepy. Yes. Yeah, Minimum. So, and I mm. doubt that they made her look older. Like they purposely put makeup on her to make her look older because the character that she's playing in Little Fires Everywhere is closer to her age in real life, mm-hmm. right? So that's not what had happened. I think that that they didn't use a filter. It could be that, or the or Botox they just didn't do her makeup right. Or maybe same the Botox, way. Um, uh, Botox and filler. Maybe the shit dissolved and she didn't get. You may as well just tell me Santa ain't real. <laughs> I'm just like you know all the Easter Bunny, all Botox. that. You're really breaking Stop my heart it. right now, Etsy. For real, I didn't know this. <laughs> I think because her her eyebrows are darker in Morning Show, her eyebrows are lighter in Little Fires. Maybe they just didn't do her makeup as what the brows got to do with the wrinkles and then the face looking supple and then well, girl. well, <laughs> that's one part. You're right, but the eyebrows do tell a story. The eyebrows are very important to the to the face. Absolutely, they can they can age you. However, not not like that. Not like the way she was looking in <laughs> the morning show versus Little Fires. Even like in Little Fires, her jawline is even skinnier. You know, like when people get older, mm-hmm. they start to lose the fat out of their face. It's the filter. 
And don't tell me it's weight loss because she looks the same. What is it? Do you see what we do on Instagram stories and Snapchat? It's that, but like a way more advanced version. But that's what it is at its core. You see what I'm saying? It's following the face around and making sure that, you know, you looking tight. That's what it is. I mean, I can't, I can't. I'm not going to go to a, a set right now and ask them, so I'm just going to believe you. Shit. <laughs> what am I do? I don't want the Reese fans, whatever they call themselves, to start coming for me. The Spoonettes? The Witherspoonettes? <laughs> Spoons and knives? I don't know, child. <laughs> the Reese Hive, yeah. The Reese's Pieces? It can be a combination of both. Low-key, high-key. Because Reese be working oh, hard. She do be... Anyway, I hope that uh, none of the none of the girls on this show got a filter. Um, no, you know black don't crack. You know that. All right, yeah, that's right. But go ahead and check out Little Fires Everywhere. See, I'm already promoting it watching one episode. Look at me. And mm-hmm. it's old, too, so, like, you should have already seen it, but it's on Hulu. I don't even know if they're going to have a second season. I don't know if it's the type of ending that would have a second season, but hey. Okay, I'll see. let you know it. I'll most likely get to it unless it tanks the second and third episodes. Oh, but- that's, that's not going to happen. I don't think it's the way it was on the first episode. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to. But let's get into sex, lies, and books. Uh, Original air date, February 17th, 2003. Written by Regina Hicks. So let's get into that uh, cold open. So Lynn and William are at their residential lunch spot talking about a party or whatever that she's finna throw at his house. Is this a party? Yeah. Under his nose, below his nose, behind his back. <laughs> he don't know about it. He just not found out. <laughs> and William is telling Lynn about his trip that he's finna take with Monica to Italy. And Lynn goes, okay, so what do I do in case of your untimely death? Because once Monica finds out that you ain't got no job, you ain't coming back here alive. Sure ain't. It's gonna be death in Venice. Your Roman holiday is going to be a death in Venice. <laughs> um, and then she gives the guy a flyer. Some guy walking by the table. Which, why? I mean, you want to, you're going to cast your net far. I don't think there was social media evites back then. Even so, strangers? Yeah. Like, you don't know that nigga. Well, you got a nice house, too. Yeah, you don't even know who these people are. Anyway, that's that's how they did it in the early 2000s. They just handed out flyers to anybody walking around and said, come to my party. You could be a murderer. You could be anybody. <laughs> so Maya's walking around her new place. Um, she invited the girls over to take a look at it, and she wants to know what they think. What do you think of this place? It's cozy. <laughs> it's co- That's the word that Tony should have used. Fabulous entryway. Tony, this is the entryway, dining room, and living room. Oh, oh, yeah, and the bedroom, since the only real bedroom is for Jabari. So the whole thing ends at that wall? Yeah. Oh, girl, you just hit me. You're really poor. Get <laughs> it only has one bedroom, too, for Jabari. And, like, you know that, that's it. That's her, that's her trying to cut down on costs. Because um, two I bedrooms get it, would but have been like, more. Are you that desperate? Like, that you don't got a bedroom? You're cool with that? You don't sleep out on the couch? That's that's very, very weird to me. Like, girl, just save up your coins and get the two bedrooms. Even if the two bedrooms have to be smaller, Mm -hmm. you want some place to go to that's not the living area or the kitchen to chill. I mean, you can always send the kid to his room 
Like, you know, if the kid acts up, you'll have somewhere to send him. Whereas if he doesn't take the room, he'll just be sent to the living room, which is like weird. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't like that either. I was just like. Yeah. Did you notice something about the space? Does it look familiar to you? Whose space does it look like? I feel like when I see now, I was like, oh, I know this floor plan. I know it. Mm-hmm. Whose face is it? It looks like Maya's mom's old house. The yeah. door's in the same spot. <laughs> it's from the same angle. The doors and everything. Mm-hmm. It looks like they just kind of gutted it a little bit. Kind of redressed it slightly so that we don't know. But I know. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Yeah. Don't, don't be out here wasting sets. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. I'm just saying, like, don't act like I ain't <laughs> noticed, though. Like, come on. She has Joan looking over the contract. Um, but even though the contract's good, Maya's having second thoughts. And she agrees that it does look a little small. And for some reason, she's like, Lynn, what do you think? Lynn, what do you think? Hey, it has a roof on it. Take it. <laughs> Why does Lynn matter? She just wants opinions from people. She's not the person you ask for that stuff. She don't even know how. She even got a house. Well, she do... She stay with William, but... I mean, she stay in the room. Lynn, Lynn is actually a good person to ask because she don't stay with everybody. So she don't seen all types of layouts. Ah, good call. <laughs> good call. But Joan's trying to get her to sign, like, really pressing her. I don't know why. Because she's not even the landlord, but I, I guess she wants her out of her house. She wants her out of her house, yeah. And then Maya comes up with random issues with the place. Um, she doesn't feel comfortable living on the ground floor. That's a, That's valid. Yeah, I was just thinking, that is a thing. That's valid. I mean, never thought about that. You can easily get in a window. Mm-hmm. But then if there's a fire, you can hop out. You don't got to jump out three floors to your death. I mean, she, she, she could be on, on the second floor. Yeah, that works. You won't die if you jump. Unless <laughs> You won't die. You'll break something. You, you won't die, You break something, but you ain't going to die. <laughs> yeah, Tony does mention it's good on nights when you're considering suicide when you're uh, living in this cracker box. I think she meant to say cracker jack box. Mm-hmm. It might have been a messed up line. Why do they call it a cracker box? I was like, oh, I don't see no whites. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I think she literally <laughs> meant to say cracker jack box and they didn't go back and redo it. But uh, after that, we go to the law firm. Sharon comes in to correct uh, Joan's motion. Some notes on that. And she says, Sharon. Thank you, Sharon. Once again, in the office, it's Miss Farley. It's all about respect in the workplace. Sharon doesn't like that. Sharon doesn't like to be called Sharon. By Joan. She likes to be called, um... Miss Farley. Oh, yeah, other people can call her Sharon? I feel like she'd be on Joan's back for no reason. Like, you know, we've talked about this before. A bitch hating because another bitch is there that's kind of sort of close to her job. Like, can you calm down? Yeah, I don't get her vibe. I don't... I don't get it. Like, we're going to talk more about it because she totally sets uh, Joan up in this in the coming scenes here. But she wants to be called Miss Farley. And she goes to remind Joan about it and then moves some stuff off of her desk and then sits on her desk. Like, puts her butt on Joan's desk. I guess it's only a one-way street, this respect shit. Mm-hmm. And Sharon's like, you know, I think I know why the partners don't like you. I mean, respect you. There's a big reason. She said because of how she'd be dressing. I think Joan dresses fine. Like, there's nothing I've that's never outlandish. noticed anything about her dressing, the way she dresses. Yeah, it's very appropriate. I'm confused. Like, girl, just because she doesn't wear black Monday through Friday, <laughs> like you, bitch, I don't mean that what she wearing ain't yeah. appropriate. She don't, she don't dress in suits. I think that's, that's probably what it is. 
But she does sometimes. Joan does wear suits, though. Yeah. She's going to be wearing that OD masculine shit that old, old girl be wearing, looking like a, a nigga in a suit. Like, baby, you can wear a suit and still look like a woman. Sure? Yeah. She'd be wearing these suits that be kind of weirdly cut, like very square lines. It's like, like girl. The sh- like the, the shoulders come out real wide? Yeah. And I'm like... Because hmm. I've seen Joan in a suit or two, and sometimes hers, like early in the series, her shoulders would come out. Mm-hmm. So... But I don't think she's worn any suits around Sharon. I think that's the issue. I mean, she had on a suit, um, a cream suit at the end of the episode, if I'm not mistaken. Was it the beginning of the episode? Yeah, the beginning of the episode. In this scene where she was talking to her? Uh-huh. And she said something about her share top. That was a suit. Oh, okay, okay. All right. She mad because she don't just, her closet isn't full of black like girl everybody don't want to dress like they're going to a funeral and she knows that Joan's going to have the the attention from the other partners based on the way she dresses and it's like and why are you so mad why don't you enjoy the fucking job and go yeah some some scenes though it seems like she's trying to be her mentor but then some scenes it seems like she's trying to be a hater I don't I don't get her position me neither me neither. And then it's like, Joan didn't ask for a mentor, baby. She's She's been here longer than you. So. Well, you know, sometimes when women get these ranks, they just assert themselves and be like, well, I'm going to take this person under my wing. But does she give any type of clue or anything to be like, oh, well, this person wants to be a mentor? Like, girl, she keeping it cute with you because you're technically her boss now. So she's trying to keep it cute for work, but I'm not seeing that that relationship or why she would have any indicator of that. Yeah. She just wants to be a bitch. You know, some people just want to be looked up to. So they just literally be like, I'm just going to pick this person. So they have to. And you're going to call me miss. You're not going to call me by my first name because I want to show you that I'm above you. And aren't they like the same age? Like, that's so weird. Well, I don't think it's about age when it comes to that stuff. When it comes to rank, it's about rank. And no, I know. I know it's about rank, but I just thought, I think it's super weird when it's like you're so gun hold on me calling you miss, miss, miss. Like, I feel like, I don't know, maybe it's a Southern thing or something like that, but, like, that's yeah. the lens that I'm looking at it. And it's what just you like, bitch, about the <laughs> you know, gang, gang, like, bitch, we could have went to the same high school. Like, calm down. Yeah. Uh-uh. Yeah. Not a fan of uh, Miss Uppity Farful, whatever. Um, and she, she mentions the wardrobe, and Joan says, well, my work speaks for itself. Okay. And Sharon says her, wor- her wardrobe speaks louder. So, um, please button up. And one more thing. She asked, would she be interested in being a part of a book club? Bitch, Which no. is strange, because, like, why would she want to join you and be around you for any other reason voluntarily? Okay. But Sharon thinks it'd be good for her to be around some influential women in the group. So it's like, okay, you're giving me this opportunity to be around other women that might rub off on me, but you're also, like, talking down to me. So it's, it's, a, it's a weird push and pull. Mm-hmm. She's a narcissist. She says they're reading Emperor of Ocean Park. I don't know what that is, but it sounds boring. Then Sharon leaves and Maya walks in because she heard all that. And Maya just wants to know, uh, since she's going to be changing her clothes, uh, if she's handing them down. Mm. What about the way? Well, I guess it doesn't matter how Maya dresses. Maya be... She be dressing however the fuck she wants to, Joe. She don't give a fuck. Don't nobody say nothing. So Joan thinks it's maybe like a test so that um, Sharon can test her work ethic or something. And that's when um, 
Sharon comes back and asks her to host the book club at her house. Mm -mm. Now that sounds like a setup. That's Mm -mm. like I invited you because we ain't have nowhere else to go. So Mm -hmm. now it's going to be at your house. And this is when I realized Joan was getting played. Mm -hmm. So Maya's moving into her new place and she got a huge box which is that box, it, it gives me memories because that's the how big the box was that I moved to, to New York with that got lost. Mm. They lost a box that big. They didn't lose it. They stole that shit. Right, right. I was going to say, I wonder where that stuff is now. My, my girlfriend's season two DVDs. Child, some white bitch on Poshmark is selling it. <laughs> well, that, uh, well, thank you for letting me know. <laughs> anyway um so she's pushing the boxes and some guy's looking at her and she's having a hard time getting into the doorway he like taps her shoulder and she gets spooked Mm. she's trying to fight and he's like no no no, don't worry i'm not trying to hurt you i'm your i'm your neighbor i live next door in unit four do you know this guy he's in 911 he plays um angela bass's ex on the down low husband who recently (laughs) got booted because he didn't want to take the vaccine wow you know a lot about him on the down well he was on the down low first in the show he's on the down low 911 right in and the show, then he's on real life. then he gets on the high key right down then low, he comes then out high. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah uh, his name's rockman dunbar he's also i think he's in the game too he's been on a lot of stuff he's one of yeah, those character I, actors i'm trying to name stuff i know that he's in that i've seen mm-hmm. but she don't believe that he lives next door she says any serial killer can say they live next door. So she asks for some ID. He pulls out his license and verifies it. Now he says his name is Jalen. He still looks good too. He still looks the same. That don't crack y'all. Does he? You know, I mean. Mm. So wait, you um, think for the amount of time that's passed? Right. That- you have to be. You have to be respectful of the fact that time has passed. It's been like twenty years. Yeah. So everyone ages. I mean, the nigga ain't gonna look twenty five forever. Right, right, right. But you can tell. Don't act like you can't tell, though. <laughs> don't play games. I mean, black don't crack, but it does evolve. Evolve. We like it evolves. that. Cash <laughs> So Jalen, Jalen's coming up to her to help her with this box and helps her. I think he helps her get it into the doorway. And Maya's like, so. Jalen, mm. you got some place you need to be right now. Whoa. What do you have in mind? Form a box in my car. Excuse me. (laughs) She runs to get it. And he looks super hurt. And next we go to Italy. Italia. Oh, we, 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 girl. That ain't, that ain't French. Oh, (laughs) anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. (laughs) Um, so we got William and Monica chilling like a motherfucking villain. It looks and so nice. It looks gorgeous with the fake background of the um of yeah. the sky. You know, they tried. They tried. Um they wasn't flying these niggas out to Italy, so Of course. <laughs> <laughs> the budget so, wasn't there yet. So they talking or whatever, and then she's like, um, why ain't you check your office or whatever? And then he's like, you know, I'm on vacation. I'm trying to just be in the moment. And then she's like, Well, I like a man who checks his office because if the shit can run without him, that means he ain't that important. You're supposed to be an important man. What you think of that? I mean, I ain't gonna hold you. That's kind of true. <laughs> but also, like, I don't want you on your phone every five minutes while we trying to have this vacation. I ain't come alone. Right. 
Right. I, I think there's a good, like, you know, you check the email once a day for a good 20, 30 minutes. Get that out the way. Make sure everything is going good. But he wasn't checking his shit at all. Yeah, he could have faked it. I guess he ain't think of that. He ain't think she would be like all up on him like that and paying attention like that. But that is such a that's something I've never heard anyone say. Like, why haven't you checked your office? Most women be like, I'm glad you ain't check your office. You know, mm-hmm. I've heard that sentiment said before, but I like the way she said it. That means you ain't that mm. important. OK, <laughs> well, then, damn, um, she so she gets suspicious and she demands to know what's going on. And then he tells her that he quit. <laughs> he says he didn't make partner. So he quit. And he, he's been out of the firm for about two weeks now. And he didn't know how to tell her because she's all sophisticated and he's never been with a woman like that. And he didn't know what to do. He didn't want to lose her. And he goes, well, have I? Oh, Monica. What, I love what she does here. <laughs> she kisses him sensually. And she goes, well, it's been fun. And then she walks out. She takes a sip of her coffee and she walks out. That's smooth. She says, enjoy the rest of your trip. So, whatever. It sounds on par for what I thought she would do. Yeah, same. So next, the girls are at Salt, um, recapping what happened with William and Monica. And they're glad to know he's still alive and she ain't kill him. But they're also excited that Monica dumped him. Because that means, hey, we don't got to deal with her no more. So they all toast. They toast like it's Cancun. Hashtag Cancun. But Maya ain't toasting. What's wrong with you guys? I mean, don't wish anyone to be alone. It's hell. I should no, I'm living it. Every night I you know, I just wander around that little room. Lost. I don't even know what to do with myself. I swear sometimes I feel like I'm going crazy. Dang, Maya. Sometimes she be good and then sometimes she just dips into this deep well, I won't say it's depression, but it's sadness. Mm-hmm. And Tony pretty much says, like, the reason you sad is because you living in a little ass cage. <laughs> And she don't be dating. She ain't had nobody since then? Mm. She even went on a date or nothing? Mm. I forgot even realized that. Dang. Maya says she miss having somebody to talk to her at night, hold her, take out the trash. She ain't built to be alone. And Lynn's like, listen, if you give me Jabari's room for free, I'll take out the trash. But why? <laughs> you live at Williams. You have the best situation ever. That's what I'm saying. Why would you want to get out of a big ass house free? With a media room. With a media room and a hot tub. And a wine bar. Right. Dang, hot tub. Why, what? That makes they shouldn't have wrote that for her to say. <laughs> that was that was just ain't nobody finna do that. Right. But Tony's like, listen, Maya, I got the perfect guy for you. And then Joan says, she adds in talking about some perfect guy. What about me? She's like, oh wait, I got a man. <laughs> do you though? Um, she's talking about that actor nigga. Yeah, I mean, really? Girl, he finna have a baby. He finna, well, he done had the baby. Yeah. He already a daddy. Joan, it's a wrap He's for that. somebody daddy. This, this is the beginning of the end of that relationship, so I wouldn't be um, <laughs> like, talking about shit. Could, it couldn't be me. With Joan's situation, couldn't be me. So we get to this um date, and Maya's being really, what's the word? It looks like she's trying to sabotage it on purpose. Did yes. you get those vibes? Being cringy, extra, weird, loud. awkward, loud, belligerent, on purpose. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> Woo. Oh, oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. You're crazy. Well, one of us certainly is. I didn't realize Propecia was so funny. 
why not just be like, you know, I'm not even going to go to the date. How about that? Just cancel if you're going to do all that. Yeah. But the guy, his name is Darren. He's a dermatologist friend of Todd's. And um, he's played by Orlando Jones. Mm-hmm. What do you know him from? Wasn't he in that, that Nick Cannon movie where they playing drums and shit? That was him, right? He was in that. Drumline. It's called Drumline. 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 <laughs> Drumline. That shit. He was also on Mad TV. Yes, he was on Math TV. Yes. I'm like, nah, Drumline was not his only. Nah, he was in a lot of stuff. It's just the things I remember him from from my life are Drumline and Mad TV. Yeah. And he did some commercials for like Sprite or something, I believe. Yeah. He was like the Sprite guy or the some drink. So we enter the scene. He uh, Maya's laughing up a storm. Mm-mm. And the joke was, here's the joke. There was a girl she knew who named her baby Propecia. Like the drug. I never heard of that shit before. I've heard of alopecia. But propecia is the drug you take to uh, to fix it. It's like a pill for male pattern baldness. Maya tells him that she ain't feeling the name Darren because it's too close to Darnell. And that's her ex-husband. Darren says, oh, he let, uh, he let someone like you get away, huh? <laughs> Maya's not seeing the sarcasm. She's like, I can call you by your middle name. What, what's your middle name? And it's Earl. You know Earl? Her cousin Earl. Mm-hmm. Her cousin? It ain't her cousin? No, nah, you remember the name Earl? Her mom's boyfriend. Oh, That she shit. moved to San Bernardino with. That that's nigga. Why she, that's why she can't, um, she don't want to call him Earl. Mm. Because then it's like, you're fucking your mom's boyfriend? Oh, Jesus Christ, I guess. That's that's wild. But she says it's because he took her mom from her. Oh, And well, Dr. Darren says, your mom's a lucky lady. Mm? He's really not feeling, he's not feeling Maya at all. He's like, how about you just call me Dr. Lucas? But she don't want to call him that because he ain't her doctor. <laughs> don't make no sense. He's still a doctor. Yeah. I feel like they're trying to pursue a personal relationship. So it's weird to call your nigga Dr. Lucas. You can't call him anything. All of it's weird. Um, she asked him if he's related to George Lucas, but he ain't. He said he didn't see him on the um, on the bus going to the Million Man March. And Tony starts to laugh and says, well, you know, he could be passing. <laughs> Darren's favorite movie is Psycho, but he didn't want to say it because he didn't want to go there with Maya and he references her it. being Psycho. <laughs> what I mean, if you just met this woman acting like this, what would you think? Yeah, not Psycho per se, but like just a little off. Yeah, she's hurting though. You can tell she's really hurting. So we get to Joan's house and she's doing the book club thing. And it actually reminds me of a podcast. The way like you read a book and then you sit around and talk about it. Like, with us, you watch an episode, and you sit around and talk about it. Mm-hmm. Kind of? Kind of, sort of? Yeah, that book is, like, long, though. Yeah, it, look, it looked pretty thick. Yeah. Um, there's some red flags I see in this room when they when they show us who's sitting. <laughs> it looks uh looks kind of red flaggish. Did you see any? It's very beige with one black it's person. Very, it's very, as they said on, on Harlem, French fry colored. <laughs> yeah, I think she's outnumbered, too. Yeah, the only three black people are Joan, the girl that is on her dick, and this other black woman. That's it. Yeah, and Sharon ain't even that dark, so it's like... Right, it's given passing, no shade. She could have played in passing. Nah, I don't think she's white passing, but y'all know what what we mean. Sharon is is OB light. Sharon, I don't think she's white passing, because I'm looking at her hair, too, and her features, not just like how light she is. Um, uh, they asked Joan what she thought of the book 
And she's like, because I joined so late and I was asked to host, I only got up to about uh, page 200. Which is a lot. Like the fuck. That's a lot. She did pretty good. For, for somebody last who's working, got a job, she's a lawyer, she, she acts at a host, she got to cook, she got to clean, she got Like, what the fuck you want her to do? Like the other girl said, they worked too and they got through the book. But then again, it could have been a longer timeline. Okay. And also, bitch, did, then why don't you ask them to host the shit then? The fuck? Since they got yeah. more more preparation and they have more time to read the book. Ask them bitches to host. Since you want to yeah. equalize some shit. I think she was just like, you know what? I want to see Joan fail. Yeah. It was all a setup. You know that. Absolutely. And the way the other ladies was talking to talking about Joan, like Sharon called her unprepared. And it's like, oh, I hope you don't go into court like that, counselor. And Joan's like, but Sharon, this is not court. Exactly. And then bitch. some other lady, lady, is it a white lady? She said some shit. Yeah, it's, it's, it's one of the whites. Talking about. Oh, you allow your subordinates to call you Sharon? Mm-hmm. Hot down with the people. <laughs> Joan, we're all very busy women here, but we managed to read the book. Yeah, this is true, even those of us who write them brilliantly. Here, here. <laughs> I'd be like, you know what? It's over. Bitch, I'd be like, Martin, all you niggas got to get the fuck out. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> like, you, you disrespect out. me, the woman of the house? Nah, we good. You can take your books, too. Take everything. I'm done. But Joan don't say that. We need Joan clap back Clayton. We don't. Yeah. She only pops up, like, once a season. Yeah, we only get a glimpse of her. I don't like it. I don't like it. Bring her back. Yeah, and Sharon's like, oh, you're not taking this seriously. And if you're not taking this seriously, Joan, you should leave. Bitch, it's her house. What the fuck? No, bitch, you need to pack up your shit. And that vegan bitch who think it's a fucking restaurant. She went like full Karen on Joan talking about some... I'm a strict vegan. I thought you knew that. Oh, oh, uh, there's hummus just here, Miss Clark. It's it's just... I'm allergic to chickpeas. Didn't you get my food allergies list? (laughs) And she had the Karen hairstyle, too. You remember that, sh- that, that, that short soccer mom hairstyle that white bitches love? Once Before they, Karens became popular. Yeah, like, they love once they um once they become moms. Yeah, I guess because it takes less maintenance. They don't got to work on it. Like, they could just hop out, wake up, you know. It's giving shake it a little bit. Very soccer mom. Because a lot yeah. of them be having that shit. Speak to the manager type. <laughs> uh-huh. With, with, with the Capri's pants. The pants that's like a few yeah. inches. <laughs> man and the socks would know and the shoes would know socks or low no socks, socks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so next we see maya in her house all the boxes are in there and she's on the phone with her mom and then she gets a knock at the door and it's jalen and he has some of her mail so he brings the mail in and then he walks in the door yeah i don't get that why do you have to be in the house just hand it off to me go back to your apartment just mm-hmm. hand it and leave mm-hmm. you've already completed the task mm-hmm Thanks for the mail. Yeah. Maya invites him in, offers him some coffee, and then she opens up the mail, and she got some bad... Well, I guess it's good news, actually. Is it good, bad news? I don't know what kind of news it is. Um, The divorce is finalized. Yay. But she don't seem happy about it. <laughs> she, uh, Jalen's like, what's wrong? And she says, oh, my divorce is final. And Jalen's like, oh, no. Really? That is so sad. He don't really, he ain't really sad. He's like, oh crap, this is my moment. Yeah. This is my moment. He's like, all right, I, I'm going to leave then since, uh, you know, so you can deal with this news. And she's like, no. I don't, I don't think I could take another man walking out on me tonight. 
Very dramatic. It's giving. It's giving the young and the restless. It is very. It is like they could have. I don't even think that was a good line to write because that. Yeah, I don't like it. That's too much, nah. Because if you want to just have sex with them, if you want to do that, just tell them. Right. Like, that's what you want. Don't code it like that. <laughs> but he stays, and we get Joan on the couch. She reading the book she was supposed to read for Sharon, and she's making fun of Sharon while she's reading it, and she gets a ring at the doorbell. And it is Maya. And she's in a rope. Then she fucked this nigga. <laughs> and you know what's funny? She's like, I slept with Jalen. Joe's like, who Jalen? You never even told her who this dude is. <laughs> exactly. Because y'all just met, so. And Joan's like, well, did you, you just had sex with him? Like, just now? Where is he? She's like, he's asleep on my couch. I jumped out the window. Dang, didn't get away from him? You did all that? You couldn't just kick him out? Yeah, just tell him to leave. It's your house. <laughs> And he, he, where's your kid? Is he there with your kid? I was just like, about to say, like, where's Jabari? Is he with, um... Darnell? I guess yeah. so. They don't have sex in the living room like that. Jabari better not be there. True. She ain't got her own room. Yeah. Joan asks if she used a condom. Maya says, yep, it was like Fort Knox down there. Like a vault. And she says she ain't slept with nobody ever. Except for Darnell. Ever! Oh, she even fucked the nigga who broke up her marriage. True. Nah, she never even did that. <sighs> What a clown. I mean, listen, Maya, you divorced now. You better just go and chase all the flavors. Make up for lost time. Go nuts. I mean, not too nuts. Make sure it's safe, but right. go play the field. She's uh, she's upset. She don't even know Jalen's last name. Hmm. Joan says, uh, welcome to being Lynn. <laughs> Why y'all gotta mess with Lynn like that? Mm. Actually, she could take notes from Lynn. Get some advice from Lynn on how she do it. Mm-hmm. and it, it's good that her divorce is, is final because old boy had you like like a soldier he was telling you what to do mm-hmm. yelling at you for every little thing girl you free mm-hmm. go ahead and free yourself how to take a thing how to take a thing I'm taking <laughs> so we're back in Italia and uh it's still daytime william's still there and uh monica comes back and she takes william back and they start kissing i forgot what the dialogue was between them though he stole her passport so she couldn't even go back to america he did take her passport i'm done he said you gonna stay here by force by fire but that could be like you could be detained like it could be on some like yeah illegal like you could be in some kind of jail you never know that's dangerous he's like how you um you know i ain't gonna bring a woman to italy and tell her the worst possible news and let her walk out on me right (laughs) that's some uh stalker type stuff like not stalker but like real killer lifetime movie husband type Mm -hmm. stuff she sits down and talks to him she's like you quit he's like yep they undervalued me at the firm so i quit and i don't feel sorry about it and she's like well i've been thinking I had a lot of time to think on my way to the airport. And when I was detained by customs because I didn't have my passport, (laughs) I had more time to think. I have invested a lot of time and effort in you. And I don't walk away empty-handed from my investments. Well, I hope I'm more than that. Of course you are. That's why I came back. Hello. (laughs) Dang. This ain't even a relationship. 
They haven't been together for that long. How much could you have really invested? Time, money. Well, she didn't pay for the party, right? I don't know. So she stays and she says that. And he goes, well, is this your way of telling me that you love me? And she says, William, I enjoy you. Whew. I like that line. Mm. I like that line. She says, love is a romantic notion. What we have is real. We're a team. So I'm going to give you another chance. He gets this kid-like excitement. And she says, yo, chill, chill, chill. Don't blow it. Don't get all mushy. (laughs) So next we see Maya bringing her laundry into the house. Jalen's coming in to his house at the same time. And Maya's really not trying to look at him. She's doing all she can to avoid his gaze. I love her outfit here, though. I love the flares. Mm-hmm. There was cute. a time when I used to rock the flare jeans. Whew, like it was nobody's business, man. <laughs> Couldn't tell me nothing. Can't tell me nothing. She apologizes to him for jumping out of the window. He says he wasn't trying to be the rebound guy. I was just trying to be a good neighbor. You know, bring your mail. I didn't mean to lick your envelope. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Whew, anyway, but he did walk in when when uh, he handed the mail in. So, like, you really ain't want to do nothing but be a good neighbor. You could have walked out. Right. Even when she said, oh, I don't think I can't take another man walking out on me. That ain't your responsibility. Right. She grown. Mm. So he's like, OK, so we're just neighbors. They agree to that. And he says, now, if I come over to borrow some sugar, I'm talking about the stuff you put on your cereal. Not the stuff you put on me last week. <laughs> oh, oh, see, now you got jokes, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's the second time he says something like that. Why he need to say all that when he's he's trying to be a neighbor? He loves these metaphors, Shell. Mm. <sighs> he's like, uh, all right, see you around, Unit 8. He says that to her. I'm like, why y'all acting like it's like the end of the school year and y'all going to different colleges? Y'all live across the way from each other, like... They made it seem like, well, so long. Y'all are literally next door to each other. Like, I'm gonna need y'all to calm down. Y'all will see each other when they, you know, when you show up home from work or leaving and going. Like, it ain't no, this ain't the last time. (laughs) Mad dramatic. So, the final scene, we are back at the law firm with Sharon and Joan. Joan says she read the book and that um, her sentiments are the same or something like that. Yeah. Sharon wants to know what she thinks. And she's like, it was good. And Joan's giving her short answers. Good night, Miss Farley. Joan? 8.57, half day, huh? (laughs) I finished the book. And? And it was good. I liked it. That's all you have to say. I think it's best that way. Miss Clayton? Mm Mm-hmm? We're discussing the red tent next month. Wouldn't miss it. And then walks away. I'm like, what was supposed to happen? What are we getting from this? Were, were those subs? I don't know. She's trying to prove herself to Sharon. But who the fuck is this bitch for you to prove yourself to? Sure. Uh-uh, yeah, I didn't, uh, I don't know what we were supposed to glean from that. But, you know, listeners, if you know what that scene meant or you speak the language of subs, I don't know. Let us know. Let us know if we, um, if we miss what this scene was supposed to mean. Because it's the very last one mm-hmm. and the episode's over. So, next is the oh hell yes moment of the episode. So, I'm going to let you go first, Etsy. What is your oh hell yes moment? My oh hell yes moment was when um, Monica walks out on William when she found out that he quit his job. Oh, what'd she say? Uh, 
it's been fun. Yeah. She dips. And then dips. I feel like that's totally you. I feel like you'd say that. <laughs> you don't quit your I job. Sure. You don't got me fucked up. You're going to leave him in Italy and fly all the way back just in that point? Like, you're not even going to stay the rest of the time and um mm, The vacation. Enjoy? Yeah. Yeah, she she dipped immediately. She only came back because she didn't have the um passport. I would, I would enjoy the rest of the vacation. You know, there's a lot of time and effort that goes into planning things like that. I mean, you don't want that to go down the drain. But other than that, yeah. Yeah, she should have. Um, she got money to buy another hotel. She could do that. So um, my oh hell yes moment was when Monica says to William, I enjoy you. When he says, so do you love me? I enjoy you. I like that response. I feel like mm. I've never heard that first off. I like that. But you know, when someone like if someone goes, I love you and you're not ready to say it yet. You can be like, oh, thanks. That's what I enjoy you. Like, that's classy. <laughs> so, uh, got some tweets, got some tweets, a couple of tweets that said some stuff about this episode. Got Brit Squad says, watching Girlfriends and Sharon was not wrong when she told Joan her workplace attire is inappropriate because I've been thinking that this whole time. How are you wearing see-through tops and stilettos at a predominantly male law firm? Really? I've never really noticed um, her wardrobe being... It doesn't even look like club wear or anything. Like, it seems like they're acting like it's club wear. Yeah. Yeah. And um, Yeah, I don't get that from her. And it's like, okay, it's a male predominate. That means she's supposed to dress like a nigga? Like, what do y'all want? <laughs> I feel like... <laughs> I feel like it's like in these a lot of these spaces, I feel like when you are feminine and you embrace your femininity, that is weaponized against you. Like if you don't want to wear a black all the time or if you want to wear a shoe with a little bit of heel or if you want to like anything that's not just plain. It's like, oh, it's not appropriate. Like, girl, shut up. This is a regular suit. It's just not gray. <laughs> yeah and also you know thank you brit squad uh, i know you didn't write that for us but i did find the tweet and appreciate you uh kind of being on the show um but even if she's in a, a predominantly male law firm she could still be herself that's their problem mm-hmm. dress that way because men to appease men like that shouldn't even be a factor in how she dresses she wants to dress she should dress how she wants to and not for nothing if ain't nobody say it to y'all yet baby girl they're still not going to let you in the boys club no matter how fucking manly you dress. You're still a woman. So all yeah. of this trying to bend and contort yourself. We already saw that in a previous episode. Right. Trying to bend and contort yourself to fit into. They'll accept me, sweetheart. They won't. So you might as well mm. just be your motherfucking self. <laughs> Obviously yeah. still appropriate. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, don't come up here like, you know. With club wear. Fashion over. Y'all know what yeah, I'm talking don't about. don't be out here with Fashion Nova, like, no dissing Fashion Nova. Jesus. But you know what I mean. It ain't for the law firm. But you get what I'm saying? It could be worse. She's out here looking, covering up herself. She ain't, she ain't out she here She looks wilding. professional. It's just not plain. So, yeah. Next up, Kay from VA says, okay, I'm watching Girlfriends and thinking about Joan and the mean black senior partner, Sharon. The sad thing is how relatable this is to have a super mean black woman as a superior. Still wondering why this is so common. Hmm. Is it relatable, Nate? Do you think it's relatable? I find that um, when you're in some of these jobs, when older women see a younger person 
and they've been there a while, you're never doing it up to snuff. Like, you get what I'm saying? There's always something. They're always picking apart how you do things or... Um, you know what that situation reminds me of? Reminds what? me of Harlem with Whoopi Goldberg's character. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, perfect example of that. And there's also um, 911, the recent season. There's an older lady who starts working in the. Um, yes, and she keeps coming for Angela Bass's daughter. Yes, right? and yeah. don't know why because I know she ain't the only like newer person that works there. She just is always trying to pick apart what this girl's doing mm-hmm. because she's been there so long and she always knows the right way and there's always her way. Or it, and she's not even a supervisor, I don't think. She's just older. She's just older and it's 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 very unfortunate. You know, it's like these other people are going to pick apart what they do because they're women, particularly black women. So, girl, why don't you lend a helping hand? But that's my yeah in an ideal world. Let's be a be a mentor to these young black women coming up. Why are we not fighting the same battle here? Because she wants to be accepted by the white boys, but the white boys ain't never gonna accept her. They ain't gonna. They'll pretend, but at the end of the day, they ain't finna ride or die for you, for real. Exactly. So get your coin, get your check, and be on your way, chat. And that's it. Thank you guys for listening. Um, make sure you head over to Twitter and hit us up at Hell Yes Girl and let us know if you have any questions about girlfriends or want to start some conversations. Um, our next episode is called. A stiff good man is easy to find. Mm-hmm. Mm. I don't quite know what it's about yet, even though I've seen every episode. I don't know the synopsis quite yet, but that's an interesting title. Mm-hmm. So we'll be uh, talking about that next week. And make sure you head over to your favorite podcast platform and give us five, count them, five stars. So that other people can find us. You know, other girlfriends fans are probably wondering... Where can I discuss girlfriends? Where can I hear people discuss my favorite episode? Mm-hmm. And it's right here at Oh Hell Yes headquarters. Mm-hmm. Uh, until then, I'm Nettie Smith. And I'm Etsy Rowe. And you guys be safe. We'll see you next week.